me an intro. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Suspiria. My name is Dan, and I'm attempting to teach my dog rudimentary sign language. My name is Jeff, and I hate that the Feast trilogy is not on any high-def format. My name is Jimmy, and I am pretty much becoming the audio guy at my new job. Because you're like, I have a podcast. podcast. Yeah, that's why you don't say any hobbies, because people will be like, can you do this thing for me? Yeah, but it's so easy to, and then like a lot of it's a time sink, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do this for like work-related audio. They're not like, hey, can you record my band? No, no, that's me. I do that too. At my last job, if you were good at something... You just had to do that thing for right. everybody. So I would never tell anybody that I knew how to do something better than they did. Well, you're also a secretive person by nature. Yeah. No, I also true. love the idea that that could be used against you at this current job. So they're like, hey, Jeff, you are awesome at ordering corn on the cob. Can you order like a thousand pieces of corn on well, the cob? For I me? mean, there has been a very large problem with frozen corn on the cob. As far as no, oh, there, there, I hate frozen corn. There's on the been cob. availability issues. So just get the niblets, folks. Well, get the niblets. niblets too there's real i don't we don't Ooh. order produce that's not my department so i can't speak on that <laughs> but frozen corn on the cob big just issue. out of curiosity yeah. i mean background jeff's a, like a buyer for a, a chain like a grocery store distribution company i buy food <laughs> so uh without with zero background information or explanation what is your favorite thing to buy and what is your least favorite thing to buy i can't answer that because my last job there were different things like it was fun. This to is buy- already too no, much, no, no, Jimmy. No. no, it was fun to buy Doctor Who stuff because I got to like make the right. page, take the pictures. Here, I don't even see pictures of the food. It's everything is literally just a number. It's like a skew. And yeah, it's just None a of brief them are description like easier than others or anything like that. It depends. Anything that's not seasonal is fun because you just order it the same. Yeah. Seasonal stuff is right. very difficult. Things with short shelf life is a lot more difficult. Things that are on ad are more difficult. So it's like Captain like, Crunch, that's probably pretty easy. Well, Whereas in it like depends September, because it, it takes up a lot of space in a truck, so you have to uh, maximize. In September, when you have to start ordering pumpkins, you must be like, F- my life. Well, we don't order. I don't order pumpkins, but fall stuff. Damn it. Halloween candy, for instance, I used to buy. I it moved to somebody else's desk. You're buying that in fe- February. I love but. the idiosyncrasies of corporate life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Dan, you're teaching your 35 year old dog sign language for what reason? Because she's deaf and partially blind but mostly deaf so uh i can't even teach her traditional sign language which is a thing like some people i have to make large gestures because she can't see much either so right now she's doing jumping jacks in his living room and penny's like (laughs) my dog is a 16 year old chihuahua that is deaf and partially blind and uh right now the only sign she knows but she knows it pretty well is i make a sweeping motion with my arm like I point to her and then I sweep it across the room to where I want her to go and, and she'll follow that invisible line. Guardian Leviosa and she flies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to say anything because she can't hear me anyways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's how I get her to get out of bed, which is something that she doesn't do very often. Nice. So this episode, as you probably heard in our City in Color episode, it's a little bit of a we're reposting uh, something that's probably not going to be super easy to find right so we want people to hear our episode on suspiria plus this episode's coming out in october it's spooky baby oh i'm so excited for october stuff 
Yeah, to clarify, we're talking about the more recent Luca Guadagnino version of Suspiria. Yes. yes. Um, which I believe was released in... I don't know, 2019. Nobody knows. I thought 2019 as well. I'm going to look know. it up. I think 2018. Um, so anyway, Haunt Me Into 2020 is yes. a round table that we do every Halloween, and we each pick a spooky topic. Yep. And last year... Uh, Dan picked Suspiria to talk us into. The 2018 film, according to Wikipedia. Oh. So Dan really loves this movie. And it turns out that Jimmy and I really did not. Um, (laughs) It's the opposite of City in Color. We picked it because it was just so positive and uplifting and we loved it. In this one, we didn't like it, but we thought that the conversation was still very good. Leading up to that, we thought it was a good chat. And then after we both said no, it was funny. So I think it's just good to repost it and have people listen to it. Or if you just want to hear Suspiria, you don't want to hear me talk about AFI. You don't want to hear us talk about Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Or if you do, go check out Haunted Mansion. 2020. Yeah, I mean, this is a fun one because we've known each other for a long time. Uh, we kind of have an idea of how, you know, opinions are going to go on, on most subjects. Yeah. I was utterly shocked by this. Yeah, sometimes it goes the other <laughs> way. So, uh, without without further ado, uh, here is our episode on Suspiria. I am going to be talking you guys into a film that was released in 2018, which is a remake Oh. Of a movie from 1977. It's a movie called Suspiria. So, Jim, I'm giving you nine minutes of music. <laughs> Dan's given us three hours of a movie. Yep. So what? What, are you, what am I going to say? Watch the first 40 minutes of yeah, Suspiria. That would be cool. We should do no, that. No, that would be horrible. That would be cool. A lot of the best part of this movie is towards the end. I always complain about what Dan gives us. <laughs> so this is a movie that you guys will like um, because it's very well made. It's uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Yes. Who, is he Italian? I know him. He is Italian. Ooh. Um, he he made Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this this whole time. Yeah. Which, I'm poo-pooing your idea and I didn't know this. To me, it shows like what a wide range he has. Yeah. Uh, he literally like finished Call Me By Your Name and people were like, "What's he, what are you going to do next? That was great. What are you making next? And he's like, a horror I'm, movie. I'm remaking a horror movie from Italy from the 1970s <laughs> called Suspiria. And people were like, what? what? <laughs> uh, it's really well done, though. Um, it stars Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton. Oh, boy. It is about a young woman who joins an obscure, mm, I, I guess you could categorize it as avant-garde dance troupe Okay. in Berlin. Um, is this Black Swan? No, it's got some sort of tonally things that are similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she's sort of brought into this very strange world of Berlin, Germany, uh, right before the fall of the Berlin Wall. And uh, it's a very dark, foreboding film. Um, they do an interest. He does an interesting thing of like sort of um, using the competition of this dance troupe and like progressing within it. There's different levels and, you know, like people have solos and stuff like that. So like this inner struggle and competition is sort of amplified by these dark undertones of the environment and yeah it's it's really well done it's beautifully shot for a movie that's like very dark in theme and in cinematography it's it's beautiful and the whole film sort of climaxes at this crazy fever pitch denouement that is just like so batshit off the wall crazy 
I think you're going to really enjoy it. Was the first movie well known or was it just like some weird underground thing? Well, it's an Italian horror film, so it didn't like make a huge impression here. It's sort of like a cult classic. Okay. Like, like everyone has that one or two friends that are like super nerdy about horror films. Alamo Drafthouse probably plays it every Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so that nerdy horror friend that only watches all horror movies knows the original. So Suspiria. the only hor- Italian horror movie I know I learned about from a list that Eli Roth made when like one of the hostile movies came out mm-hmm. and it was some of his favorite horror movies. And it was from the late seventies and it was called a very Ventani, which means to be 20 years old. And, it was pretty much like the entire movie was like basically an Italian American pie. It was like this lighthearted romp mm-hmm. and there was like boobies and sex jokes and stuff. In the last five minutes, the two main characters get brutally raped and murdered. Oh, jeez! <laughs> it's disgusting. What an interesting tangent for this podcast. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. talking about Italian yeah. horror cult classics. Well, the original Suspiria, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, oh, I thought you have seen it. No, it's sort of like a body horror or like, yeah, like yeah. very gruesome and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. This film it's more psychological. It isn't is. It? It's more about tone and mood and uh, it's supernatural. Um, the other thing that's like we could talk about more in the second half, but uh, the original was part of a trilogy and this film definitely leaves open the possibility of future chapters. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, though, because Luca Guadagnino is, like, very busy and, like, always moving on to other things. There's also been rumors about him making a Call Me By Your Name sequel. So mm-hmm. who knows if we'll get it, but I love this film. It's very scary. One of the few horror movies that actually scared me. Next up... Luigi's man. No, no, no sorry. No. Suspiria. Suspiria. No, Calm your tits. I know sorry. you're happy. I'm very excited for I... my video game talk. Wow. So I had you guys watch um, a film called Suspiria, which I love by Luca Guadagnino. Was this released in theaters? Because it says an Amazon original. It oh, was. yeah. I saw it in theaters. Oh. You saw it at the Alamo, didn't you? No, I saw it in Plainville with Adam, and it was very frightening. And very uncomfortable. Be- because of Adam? Yeah. No, just uh. because it was a scary movie. What'd oh, you, okay. What'd you guys think? I was think? like, yeah, because Adam is very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was released in 2018. Um, it's a witch movie, guys. It is a witch yeah, movie. Yeah. We're, we're not going to really go over the plot that much, but... No, we can keep it Basic light. overall... Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Dakota Johnson is, is joining this sort of like weird, uh, obscure dance troupe, and turns out they're into the occult and they're witches. Yep. And, and the music um, is by Tom York of Radiohead. Yeah. Dan. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Which you I talking think the about. score is yeah. like tremendous in this film. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it definitely sets the tone of the scenes. Yeah. So um, we sort of figured that out as uh, Dakota Johnson's dancing and it's twisting this other girl up into a pretzel. Mm. You're you're skip. I mean, we were going to talk light, but you're like halfway through the movie. Already. Well, yeah. I mean, loose overview. Yeah. Dakota yeah. Johnson is American who gets invited to go yeah. to Berlin. And join this dance troupe that is yeah. has a pretty story. 1977, history. if that matters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we find out that she's replacing. Uh, we, there's actually like a, an early scene with Chloe Grace Moretz's character. Yeah. Um, who's seeing a therapist and uh, seems to be uh, like paranoid schizophrenic. She's like, everyone's after me. They can see me. They can do. It was her, wasn't it? I yeah. Thought it was. They can do things to me. And we find out that she's gone. We don't know why or what happened to her, but. 
Uh, that is the role that is being assumed by Dakota Johnson's character. Right. So like what Jimmy said about turning Olga into a pretzel, it was kind of like they were using Dakota Johnson as uh, like a voodoo doll. Right. Yeah. For her. I could see that. Well, what I think becomes clear later on in the film when we finally see the big dance um, is that the idea of these witches is that instead of spells, they're using physical movement right. to power their incantations. Yeah. So their, their dance is like very visceral and like all these jarring like poses that they hit. So it becomes clear the way the scenes of dance are intercut with the effects of the dance that this is like their version of a spell. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jimmy, um, they sort of use um, Susie as a conduit to kill one of the students who was like going to leave and going to like speak out against yeah. the truth. All right. So this was a remake. I haven't seen the original, but it is obvious that the director is using classic horror techniques, um, mm. especially of that era, probably as in homage to it because he's a fan of it. It's a cult classic. There's fast cuts like weird zooms that like today with technology and like the way people film can be done better but he was still using either these old techniques or new techniques to capture Mm -hmm. the way that the camera moves and a lot of sweeping like pans of the camera so that was really noticeable because it's not like a modern horror movie it was directed like an older movie just yeah with better cameras and no jump scares too which i appreciate And, and i was it's hard to decide even now if I like that as an homage or I hate it because it feels like pretentious art house shit, <laughs> I'm still not sure. I, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning towards the the former. Okay. I think it was definitely a choice, not just out of homage, but because it uh, helps push along this idea of seclusion and like this dizzying uh ephemeral like almost hallucinatory nature of being locked in this school yeah um basically it makes sense that witches would hold a dance studio because yeah totally it does it's predominantly (laughs) like led by women uh it's definitely secluded uh it's sort of like this sorority nature where they're all like living together uh working together there's competition we talked about in the first half of this episode um so basically the overarching plot besides this whole thing of Susie coming into the dance troupe is that um it's a coven of witches who worship the three mothers um which were these like celestial demonic entities that once roamed the earth they're um mother Ten- tenebrorum mother I'm terrible with these lachimorum and mother suspirium and the original head of the dance troupe we find out was um uh mother mother marcos yes and she claimed um when she was at the end of her life that she was the living incarnation of mother suspirium so the rest of the dance troupe uh like worshipped her and did all these things to keep her alive and it turns out chloe grace Moretz was not crazy they were using her as a as a means to keep um mother marcos alive so like a vessel exactly they were gonna put mother marcos inside of her she rebelled and she ended up being turned into like some sort of vestigial zombie like they sucked her life force out to try to keep mother marcos alive Mm -hmm. and Susie is now the replacement so the goal is that they are going to perform a spell to use mother marcos to invade her body and that 
spell is the big dance performance, which I, I want to see what you guys thought of because it is sort of the centerpiece of the movie. Yep. What did you guys think of that big dance performance when they open up the hall? I thought it was impressive. I, I mean, a lot of the stuff of this movie is really impressive. Like all the choreography, obviously, and it, it obviously all the dance moves look very like satanic and like very yep. like ritualistic. And I don't freak and, all about dancing. Yeah, I yeah. don't either, but it's impressive. You can tell, it was directed yeah. and it was edited very well. And I like the weirdo in, um, incidental music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just like really strange sound. The sound design, sounds. I think, is great too. Yeah. Especially they did the very, a good job at that in the very beginning when um when she's like jumping and like dancing and stuff. You can hear all these like little foot taps and stuff, and that, that like really helps. I wasn't a fan of like the big low drone that they put in all horror movies nowadays. I think that's a little cheesy and I like definitely it. worn out. But you talking about like the um the, the synthesized I, I, I do like that. Yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. I like it too. I think honestly, I think Tom York's work on this movie is perfect. There's like nothing I would change about it. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. That was my favorite part about the movie. Um, I thought it was fine, but um, and then so sort of as a mirror to this very public dance sequence, mm-hmm. we see the private ritual below the theater. Yeah, which is where we go into this cavern sequence. Yeah, where Susie walks down. Yep, and, she's and uh, gonna basically give herself up. Yep, and the rest of the dance troupe is engaged in this like hypnotic um orgy like nude dance with like writhing and stuff yeah and uh it's all centered on this ritual to get mother marcos inside Susie. yeah um madame blanc who we didn't even really talk about but no. is expertly tilda portrayed by tilda swinton because it's yeah a it's a big there. movie but uh tilda swinton madame blanc has sort of gr- been hands-on the groomer of Susie throughout this movie she's been leading her down this path of joining the troop and becoming mother marcos's vessel now in the meantime we saw behind the scenes that there was a move to replace mother marcos as the head of the coven with madame blanc yep which the coup failed yeah they all uh voted against her not all but it, most of them, most yeah. of them voted against her. They voted to keep Mother Marcos. So, which became apparent towards the end of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. So, at the uh, in this last sequence, um, Madame Blanc raises another bone of contention. She says that if Susie doesn't fully accept this ritual, it won't work. Yeah. So she tries to get her to back out at the last moment. She says she's not ready for this. We shouldn't do this. And Mother Marcos, who we see in all her revolting, defiled, mutated glory, uh strikes madame blanc yeah tries to kill her nearly cuts her head off um and Susie basically says oh i do want to do this and all this stuff yeah then something weird happens very weird very a tonal shift yeah you yeah. would say uh Susie summons a creature which yeah. is sort of like the personification death. of death yeah yep. and um she basically says that uh, she's Madame Suspirium or something. She is the true Mother Suspirium, yeah. and Marcos is a fraud. Yeah, and it, everything turns red. Yep, and she and decides to John's punish the coven. She decides to punish the coven for worshiping a false idol. Mother mm-hmm. Marcos was a fraud and an imposter, so everyone who supported <clears throat> who supported Mother Marcos is massacred. Oh yeah, heads blowing up. Yep, brutal. Yep fat old witch ladies with some practical effects going on some yeah it's very violent very uh very atmospheric in the music in mm. the the visuals too everything is just like red and black and it becomes clear that um 
the new living incarnation of Mother Suspirium is going to lead the true believers of the coven yep. forward. And um, we get a, a final scene with um, the psychiatrist who we mentioned briefly, mm-hmm. who has had sort of a B plot running throughout the movie, which is that... There's a lot of B, C, D plots running yeah, through this yeah. that turn out to not really matter. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, well, it kind of matters because it has to do with um, the, the reason why he was so interested in protecting these young women is because he had an opportunity to protect his wife and he did not leave up to live up to expectations when the nazis came uh she was taken away and he never found out what happened to her and uh mother suspirium susie reveals that um she was killed in a concentration camp yep so he has some sort of a, a fit like a seizure yeah and forgets all about everything and that uh, she caused yeah and then the movie um, flashes to modern times, and we see the carving that he made on the tree of his initials and his wife's initials is still lasting. Yep. And there's a little post credit scene. Did you guys see that? No, yep. I didn't. It's not much. It's just... Uh, I usually fast forward to the end, too. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just a brief sequence of Susie in what appears to be more modern day clothes. It's hard to tell if she's in modern times or not, but she looks... Mm. Uh, more distinguished and has like a nicer clothes on and she basically just like reaches out towards the camera and then it's over oh and to me i take that as she's leading the coven yeah up, up until this day yeah same what'd you guys think of this slow very slow really yeah very it's a slow movie. very sloggy um, took a lot of time for anything to happen uh it was kind of hard to pay attention to it too like there was nothing really to I don't know. It wasn't really captivating. Oh, for most of the movie, hard disagree. Okay. Um, I like the ending a lot. Um, I thought the ending was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very atmospheric as we were talking about, very artsy. Like when it slowed down and stuff, and like the music was playing. I loved the music that was playing during that. I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's just a whole lot of stuff happening. Did kind of guys, hard to pay attention. Did you guys catch that Tilda Swinton played three prominent roles in this movie? I knew two, but I didn't know three. Did you notice that? Nope. She plays Madame Blanc. Yeah. Uh, she played the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. Really? The old yep. man. Yep. Oh, that's some good makeup. I thought that was a boy. Yeah. yeah. A grown boy. An old boy. Well, they kept it a secret, too. In the credits, he's given some fictional name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's her. And she also played Madame Marcos. Oh, all, I didn't know that. All too. the heavy makeup. Oh, that's I, funny. I, I wouldn't have known Which that. she was disgusting, right? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. the prosthetics on that were awesome. She yeah. had like yeah, little baby great. arms growing out of her fat folds. And that yeah, was really it was cool. very strange. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Oh, boy. So yeah. I guess, um, I mean, are we doing the talk you into things? Did you do? We we didn't do that for AFI. Yeah, totally. Oh, did. We did? I, I asked Jimmy. Oh, yeah, he said he bought it. I, so yeah. Jimmy wow. and Jeff. What, what else would we do, Dan? I, I could been doing remember. the show for almost two years. Yeah. Oh, let's just not ask the question. <clears throat> We've let's only just, had one haunt me into. Okay. Guys, was I able to talk you into Suspiria? No. Oh, you guys are hard. So, no. You guys are not so like wrong. it at all. Oh, this is one of my favorite movies. Would have been a hated solid fifteen-minute short film. <laughs> Lindsay, my life was watching it with me and she just she's like i'm leaving and taking a bath and i was like i want to do the same and i don't take baths. good thing like I this was gonna be a full episode it. for well, us then i would have been a 100 no rather than a 50 <laughs> no so far yeah no it was it was 
I'm never I'm I hated watching it. Oh, I'm going to read off my notes because they tell a story. I'll do the same, but yours are probably funnier. No idea what's happening, but OK. <laughs> I like the emphasis on breath and sound design. The sound design is really impressive. All of her dance moves and breathing really add to it. Like Midsummer's. Oh. Yeah. Um, the part where the old man gets his passport stamped reminds me of this game. Papers, please. I'd rather be doing that right now. <laughs> I wish there wasn't that stereotypical horror movie drone. It'd be scarier without it. And haven't and we haven't even gotten to the scarier shit yet. Oh shit, that's cool with the whole puppet like uh she's like the voodoo doll thing. Mm. And ugh. No, this is fucked. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Stop dancing for the love of God. <laughs> okay, why the pee? I don't know why this is torture. I don't I don't know this. what that means. There was like a scene where they were just pissing. And when she oh. was twisting into her of fucking pretzel. Oh, yeah. I understand that because your organs right, are being yeah. shifted. And sorry, Jim, for saying but, uh, fucking pretzel. Sorry. Yeah. I don't need this kind of torture porn, Dan. Oof, this dream is a fucking legit nightmare. Sorry, sorry Jim. Jim. Oh, no, not the ween when the dude was like naked for no reason. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. One of my... Well, I'm going to read mine too. We'll get to that. Okay. You're you lucky you, haters. You're lucky that we get to see her in some promiscuous ways. Sometimes you just got to stab yourself in the throat. Oh boy, you don't want to be trapped in that mirror room or be let out. I do not give a fuck about anyone or anything that happens in this. Fast forwarding through the torture scenes, can't do it anymore. That's the only part I liked. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. Rip Tilda. Rip everyone, really. Fuck this movie. LOL. Sorry. OMG, not that dead. This movie will not end. No, I'd rather watch the first 2020 debate every single day for the rest of my life instead of watch this movie movie oh. again all right so mine, mine started with act one 1977 then i said some stuff i said here not really interesting um and then it goes to i don't know wtf is going on picking names at the dinner table marco something half hour in and i'm very bored and not sure what it's about and kind of don't give a shit i thought you guys very knew close, more about like art as film very close this. to stopping the movie Susie is performing a dance and tilda's being a bitch about it for reasons uh, so she's a human voodoo doll of Olga, a body whore. Then I said act three borrowing. So I didn't even write act two. Uh, <laughs> and then I wrote down missed act two, I guess. Only 53 minutes in. What a slog. And then all caps, penis torture, question mark. <laughs> and then act four taking. And then my note stopped because I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, Dan, this was real boring. I just I don't get, get the whole it, like, oh, I wasn't understand what's happening note that you guys both because had. I think it's because it was so boring that it couldn't keep my attention. And I was trying to not look at my phone. I mean, I was taking notes and stuff, Same. but like, I, I think I, at one point I was staring at the handle on my TV stand below my TV rather than watch the movie. Cause it was so uninteresting and boring. And I was trying not to like shit on it, but then Jimmy just went off and I was like, I guess I'll read my notes. <laughs> I wasn't bored with the movie. Well, I mean, yeah, I was, bored yeah, with the I, movie. I was super bored. with. Um, it. but I couldn't do the torture stuff. I can't watch that kind of stuff. It really irked me. And it's I was not like, even that eh. much of it. I mean, no, it was like twice, but I couldn't do it. It even, was gross. E okay. I think the worst scene in is actually at the end when the girl has the compound fracture in her shin and they like, heal it in yeah, heavy quotes because really all they do is yeah, like pull skin over that. it yeah so if this was like an hour and 20 minutes i'd be like okay this is like artsy i get it it was directed great the sound was great it was entirely too long for no reason no oh, i love it i think it's i like, agree with that i think it's just like a beautiful dark creepy painting i I love all the artsy shit about it but yeah that's plot, the stuff i, I didn't did care like. about the nightmares how they progressed and got worse and more nightmares and were stuff. pretty cool like i like i said in there it was like a legit freaking nightmare okay you this might be the most wrong you guys have ever been like oh, i don't no, care that you not, don't like no, it's it it's not but good 
you don't obviously you don't have let's put it obviously you're not as smart as me you're yeah you don't you you don't understand (laughs) film as an art form no i get it call me by your name was highly regarded this movie not so much Highly regarded by who? This was critically loved. This has got like a sixty-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, I know Rotten Tomatoes. I know Rotten Tomatoes is like it's not you know the best, but if you use it comparatively, why don't you tell me what like the friggin' Reddit bros thought of it? If you're gonna talk about <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, Reddit is actually really good for many reasons. Yeah, for yeah. Proud Boys. Wow, <laughs> not really. It was an okay movie. Dude, I think Dan, it's very Jimmy, overrated. Dan was just like, I don't know Reddit. You guys deal with this like two days ago. And he's like, true, Proud Boys actually. aren't Reddit. Yeah, a lot of things are on the internet. All I'm saying is it's good. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I will happy you never, like it. There will never be. A, the only time I will ever watch this again is if I just watch the scene at the end where people's heads are. How about this question? The soundtrack by Tom York was one of the best-selling soundtracks of great. the last few years. Yeah, Did I talk you into good. buying the soundtrack? Not no. buying it, but I'll stream it for sure. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's beautiful really Mondo yeah. release I've been trying to get my hands on. Yeah, the soundtrack was great. There's, like I said, a lot of great things about this movie. The plot and the torture, nah, not for me, dog. And that's funny because that's the only part about it. I would, if they just watch cut it. like 30 minutes of all of the vile, disgusting shit, I would watch it every now and then. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It, it bothered was, it me. It was super boring. Yeah, I just, I'll never watch it again. I have no desire to see it. I hate that I had to watch the whole thing. I wish you were just like, watch See what the last you did, Jim? Hour. See what you did? <laughs> what did I do? You, you gave him the ability to act this way by being no, I just You opened the door. Yeah, you put me in a really great frame of mind to talk about Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Let's get into it. Yep, you that's why I wanted that, to do it in a different qual- a different order, but you know, it's fine. Luigi's I was, Mansion, I was you guys gonna, hated it. What's I going was going to suggest talking about it first because we did just play it uh, earlier this morning. See, I was right. That was entertaining and then funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I haven't listened to this episode since we recorded it, but I I believe I should be angry. <laughs> yeah, you were you were like angry and sad, and there was you didn't balance them well. <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's a film that draws a lot of contentious opinions. I feel like you love it or hate it. Right. Even the people that love it, some of them are like it's not as good as the original. Some of them are like it's way better than the original. Yeah, I think. Th- you not bringing up the fact that it is pretty divided even amongst its fan base kind of were like shocking for Jeff and I because you were like, oh, yeah, it's this great movie. Everybody loves it. And we were like, this is really bad. I thought and everyone did in retrospect, it. Jimmy and I both like the soundtrack. Yeah, we did. By Tom York of Radio, yeah, yeah. who Jimmy and I both did not like. Yeah, that's true. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, Jeff and Jimmy are real butt buddies, and it's it's <laughs> the more we do this podcast, that's what we're learning. <laughs> Dan's going to become. I would have changed Jimmy in my phone from cousin Jimmy to Jimmy Breakdown, and Dan to cousin Dan. <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> so, at time of recording this. Um, we don't know what we're recording for Haunt Me Into 3D. Um, I know. I think I do. Oh, too. I do too. So my oh. point is, do you want to say it now to get people pumped up sure. for next week's episode? So next week we're dropping Haunt Me Into 3D. Yes. I really wanted to find something that was 3D because of <laughs> the way Jeff named it. Right. I'm trying to name it that like a horror cool. movie. But I haven't been able to. 
Jeff, you're the first one who wrote down what what you're going to be. Yeah, I'm going to do something fun. It's Batman, the Batman versus Dracula. It's a animated movie that came out during the run of the Batman cartoon series in the early aughts. A highly underrated Batman. Yeah, that's why I'm picking it, too, because I know Dan watched it, but I I doubt Jimmy did. Mm -mm. Um, So, yeah, this will be fun. And maybe Dan forgets it so we can revisit that. Yeah, we should say it's a straight, like a straight to video. It was straight to DVD um, release. Okay, um, but it's available. That's a fun on one. A I'm looking, site. looking forward to delving into that. I am picking as we, I think we've done before. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Tomb of the White Horse. If I had Tomb of the Red Horse by Ian Mondrick <laughs> in my hand, We're I would be, I would yeah. be talking about that. Um, instead, I'm going to be talking about a trait, well, a graphic novel, a mini series that supposedly is going to have a sequel but it hasn't happened anytime lately it's called witches it's by scott snyder um and it's just a really fun creepy horror comic jimmy what are you doing for haunt me into 3d so as dan would say this is very uh controversial um because i think we've talked about it before i'm mostly doing this for dan jeff i know you have opinions on this i'm doing haunting of hill house Um, so that's an episode. That's a series that I really like. I know Dan will also really like it. And that's what um, I said about Suspiria. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Jeff, maybe I can, I can show you a different way. I'm going to be on the talk into side. Yeah. Because okay. I I don't, I don't really care. Right. So (laughs) you might turn me into a yes. Okay. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I could really think of. Um, but I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, maybe like three episodes or something. But uh, oh, this yeah. is fun. I didn't expect news to break on this episode. This is supposed to be a fun little silly episode. So, uh, in the words of a wise man, keep it locked. <laughs> wise man. And you start because you haven't in a while, and it's your topic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot my fun fact. <laughs> truck. Okay. I'm Dan and I just saw a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talking Into. What will we talk you into next? Making Dan feel happier because we weren't talked into Suspiria. I'm very sad. He's very sad he's, right now. He's actually upset. This happens every now and then, and I hate when it does, but nothing I can do about it Dan pick better topics